message in a bottle. Let me get a swallow. Fill it up a cup. Section full of model. Then we're going up like it's a doozy. Drink it till I'm woozy. Know I'm out of action. Feel like a movie. Any in my system. Any with the pistol. Middle finger to a head up. Any nigga with him. I just came to blow a couple bands. Most know I'm the man. Little baby on the sand. Rolling up a strand. About to get high enough to make my ears pop. It's too strong for the zip line. That like you gon' get us kicked out. Seen the huge stones in my wristwatch. Got a point at me when I pass by. Staring like she got a glass eye. Go best outside. Too drunk to drive. What up, what up, what up? It's your boy Kyle, aka the perfect gentleman. And this is your boy Jay with the suede soul and the velvet vibes. Lorenz Tall, Mr. Love Jones Live, all will everything answer E, all of the above, aka Snap Will Facts. And we're back. We are. <laughs> with another episode of Bourbon and Boy Shorts. Two single fathers, two single guys talking about love, life. We used to drink libations, <laughs> <laughs> but we try and get our body right, uh, fast and detoxing. Well, so uh, who are we inspired by? Right um, now? today we are inspired by this pure air that we're breathing. Pure facts. I'm gonna need. I need a cup. I'm gonna go grab a bottle of this godly some juice or something. We inspired by just this, uh, this, this Nubian princess. Yes. This, this, queen, this aura, the queen this of essence, Wakanda, this <laughs> Nubians of the Nile. <laughs> but yeah, we um, we got a little uh, I don't know what happened. Got a little sidetracked, and yeah. we really don't have nothing to drink on the table. It's like an empty cup sitting right. here with a whole bunch of microphones and equipment. This is real talk. You look like. real professional, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, could you get us? Could, All right, yeah, you talk a little. You, you can just. You want some water or something, sister? No, I think I'm good. Okay. Yeah. You want water or? I'll take some water just in case. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, you get some. No. Water. Okay. Yeah, we inspired by a Green Machine again. And great value spring water. I love that. What we're 19 days in, 17 days in. What's it? No, 17. 17 days in, and we are all on the same path. Yes, so you know it's saying? a good thing. Cleanse, yeah, cleanse the soul. Shout out to uh, shout out to Herbal Self Love for the detox. Thank right. you for the motivation and and and. You going to the green machine? I will have some green machine. Thank right, you. I'll you some. I got some pineapple juice. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Herbal Self Love one more time for the detox. Y'all go holla at her. Uh, get your get your insides right and yep. your outside right. Um, that was just a little shameless plug, but it wasn't shameless because I'm yeah. not ashamed. <laughs> you them. Um, so as y'all can hear, we have a guest tonight. Yes. Uh, this this very uh. What what what's the, what do they call it? I don't I don't want to say Ebony because Ebony gets tied out, into yeah. Yeah, Ebony gets tied into like porn. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is the only time you use the yeah, word yeah, though. Yeah. Big, <laughs> <laughs> big booty Ebony's in it. <laughs> you don't know my search history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's mine. I'll be honest with you. I typed in Ebony just oh, so man. I can see how much will pop up. But anyway, we have a very beautiful woman uh, here today. Another. Um, uh, this might be like Support Black Business Month. The last two months. That's yeah. what that's all we've been on. I think, it's support black I think business, that's our lane. Support Black Business Year is what we're going to That call. is my year. I'm not buying anything new Yeah. Uh, for myself out of stores this year. Okay. So all, all thrifting, goodwill. 
black or black business. That's I respect that. Yeah, I'm trying. To uh, I'm still yeah. gonna cop some J's from time to time. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm gonna get my the Black History Month J's <laughs> don't count. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep it real with you, sister. I, I'm gonna support you. Right. Yeah. But just know when it comes to the feet. <laughs> um, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I can't find fifteens in a Goodwill, so you could. But they're gonna come with all Velcro. <laughs> they're gonna be all Velcro. Straps. And it's right. only three colors. It's beige, gray, and uh But they're black. gonna be comfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have a platform on it too. But uh yeah, so this this lo- lovely young lady, uh she's here. She's gonna talk about her business and um I'm going to get to know her. We're both gonna we get to both know her. her. And um I'm excited. So uh, I'll let her introduce herself and uh we can get started. Hi everyone, my name is Kalila Wright and I am the owner of Mess in a Bottle. We are a t-shirt company and we put messages on t-shirts and they come packaged in a reusable bottle. Awesome, nice. Let me, how I met Miss Kalila, did I say it right? Yep, you okay. did. Um, so, you know, Fly Nerd, one of my favorite brands as well here in Baltimore. Um, Mimi posted that she was have that she was uh, going to be vending at a pop-up at the Everything Baltimore mm-hmm. location. So I went, um, I seen, who was it? Uh, sporty dog, the hot dog, the mm-hmm. ladies that do the hot dogs, they were out there, so I picked up the hot dog. Um, and so I, I was walking in there, checking out things, and I seen these bottles of filled with cloth. Like, what is this about? And so I read one of the pamphlets, this message in a bottle. Um, and I was like, oh man, this will be dope. And you know, I was doing for baby girl, getting everybody to write a message, um, women owned businesses to write a message for. So I was like, hey, can, can I one? Can I buy one? And, you know, it's the owner here. They was like, well, she's not here. She'll be back in five minutes. I'm like, all right, cool. So I eat my hot dog. Hey, she come back. And I'll be back. And she, no, nah, she she says she's on her way. She'll be back in about 10 minutes. All right, cool. So then it was like 30 minutes later. I think we had to record that night. So I was like, oh, man, I got to go. So I followed her on IG and shot her a message. She was like, yeah, you can grab a shirt from the store. So came to her store. Um, and that, that's how we met. And just talking to her staff is like really cool, really down to earth. Um, and it was the, the vibes and the, and then where they print up and everything was, was great. Um, and I just was like, Hey, would you want to come on the podcast? And she said, yeah. And she even wrote a note to baby girl, um, giving her some inspiration. So put that in there nice. in her shirt. So I said, mm-hmm. well, thank you so much for shopping with us and for following us. Um, we have a good movement. So, you know, and I think your mission and why you wanted the shirt was really powerful. So mm-hmm. I love that. Appreciate it. So it's called mess in the bottle. It's called mess in the bottle. So how did you, you know, give us, give us the background, give us, you know, how did you come up with everything? Like how did that all start? Uh, so I am an architect and designer by trade, wow. and um, so I have a master's in architecture from Morgan. Um, I went Dang. to Penn State University for undergrad, nice. and um, why mm-hmm. you look so surprised? You now smart, you're intrigued. Smart. Like <laughs> <laughs> black excellence over here. Damn. So, exactly. That's, like, that's how we do on Bourbon and Boys. Everybody. So I um, graduated from Morgan and I was working at Under Armour as an architect. And while I was there, um, it was during a time, it was in 2015, and it was during a time of like the Freddie Gray riots. I was going through a divorce. My uh, son was only two at the time. And I really felt like I you know, needed a side hustle. So at first I started doing baby furniture mm. um, and it was really cool, uh, but you know, it felt like it took a long time for me to create furniture and paint it and sand it and then to sell it for like a good amount of money. So I decided to like venture into baby onesies. And when I did the baby onesies, people really liked it. And they were adults started saying that they wanted it. So I was like, all right, cool. Well, um, you know, so I started making these adult T-shirts and 
once I did that, um, I was at work and, you know, just going through a lot. And I looked down at this. Well, I looked down at the screen and I saw uh, Chance the Rapper has an album called Surf. And the album had a message in a bottle. And I was like, that's it. That's what I'm going to name my company. It's going to be called Mess in a Bottle. And, you know, it was just at a time where there were a lot of race riots. Things were happening with police and everything else. And, you know, I felt like people needed a voice. And they didn't want to come to work and maybe, you know, scream black power or whatever. So I just wanted to create messages to kind of ignite conversation um, and that's how I did it. And that's how Mess in a Bottle was birthed. So it was birthed in July of 26, uh, 2015. Mm-hmm. And we officially launched in January of 2016. And then nice. I stopped working my full-time job in February of 2016. So like a month later, I, you know, jumped out the window and I started doing Mess in a Bottle full-time. And I've been doing it since. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing how, how was that transition going from yeah. full-time job to well from full-time to full-time leaving your it was difficult you know it was um it was a year well what i told myself things were just not going well um at under armor and you know it was more i was distracted there was a lot going on there was a lot of home things happening and i just was like you know what it's either now or never so i told myself you know um I give myself these 12 months and if I make money because messing about it was making money but not much so I told myself you know I'll give you 12 months and if you can make money you can stay in it but I said if you don't then you have to go back to being an architect and I was like that's not that bad so you know I just told myself that and I knew you know I'm a, I'm from Brooklyn New York and um, I have um, survival skills Bad. so I told myself that I'm either gonna you know get rich or die trying and that's what I I was set out to do. Wow. You were amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. No, seriously, we, we had a, a guest last night, and she actually, <clears throat> excuse me, um, she went through the pretty much same thought process mm-hmm. as you did. She was working, and she started her own organization, um, and she, you know, was pretty much like, well, look, either I'm going to jump or I'm, or I'm not. And, you know, I number one, I respect the fact that you, uh, or appreciate the fact that you took the chance on yourself and you believed in yourself and, and you jumped. You didn't let anybody talk you out of it. You know, and you took that chance and you jumped. So, okay. you know, congratulations to you. Thank you. you. Said this, so this would be your third year? Yeah, third this year. will third be year. my third year in business. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Congratulations. And a year after I left Under Armour, um, I was asked to be on TV with Mark Cuban. Wow. So wow. I was on a show called The Sh- Harry Show. Oh, okay. So it wasn't Shark Tank, but it was, you know, and so I got to pitch my idea to Mark Cuban. And, you know, that's like my business icon, mm-hmm. idol right there. So, you know, things like that started happening for me, and it was just kind of written. And, you know, it's been uh, it's been a lot of up, downs, and rounds, but I'm happy that I'm here. I'm curious. So, if I if I nerd out too much, stop me or change the topic. <laughs> How do you get to Penn State? Um. So, architecture has always been like my love and passion. And I went to high school um, at Art and Design. And so it's really so m- most people don't ask me that question. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's really a funny reason of why I ended up at Penn State. So um, architecture is my love and passion, and I graduated from high school a year early. I'm sounding much smarter than I really am. <laughs> so I graduated high school a year early. I, like, I just had barely turned 17, and 
and graduated high school um, by going to summer night school and going to summer day school. So I went to school the, my whole junior year. I went to summer school. So it was more like, I guess I've always had a way of being Cracking clever cold, yeah. and finagling the system. And so I went there for one class that I failed like my sophomore year. And I noticed that it was like a bunch of super seniors. And I was like, why are y'all here? And they they were like, they needed to take all these classes to graduate. So I just went into the office and I was like, hey, I need these seven classes to graduate. And they were like, okay. They didn't ask me anything. They and so I took. So you just have doing it. So I took all my requirements for my senior year of high school in the summer, and wow. I passed all my exams and I graduated. So when I went back to school, that where it was supposed to be my senior year, my guidance counselor was like you don't have any classes to take. And I was like, I know, what happens now? And she was like, you gotta apply for college. And I was like, okay. So I did. And Penn State was like one of the only schools who like understood that I like completed my requirements and mm -hmm. that I was done and I got accepted. And they also had a rolling enrollment for like January. So uh. I finished and that was like the soonest that I could go away to college. So I went to Penn State. Why Penn State? Why not? every other school in the world you know like i applied to a couple others and like i really got responses like how was your you know like they didn't even understand that i was completed with school and mm -hmm. they needed additional documents and penn state accepted me and and i felt wow. like it wasn't too far from new york i could come home but mm -hmm. i mean it was a bit of a ways away and i learned a lot at penn state um just you know in New York, you don't see color, you don't see race, and Pennsylvania being a commonwealth state and, you know, and architecture being a very white-dominated uh, profession, um, it was difficult. It was a lot of race-related issues um, at Penn State, but I learned a lot, and I'm happy I went there. No, 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 I'm not, not going to go down like that. <laughs> you heard right, so, so from Penn State, why, why Morgan? Not that it shouldn't be Morgan. Yeah, well, yeah. you know what? I kind of wanted that experience of going to an HBCU mm -hmm. as well because um, Penn State was like a total stark difference, mm -hmm. you know, between Morgan and uh, Morgan. I ended up here. So my dad, um, when mm -hmm. we came to America, my dad moved to D.C. He was working with D.C. Corrections like forever. So he was in Maryland. So as a kid, I would frequently visit Maryland. Mm -hmm. um, he lives in PG. So for me, it just felt like, okay, from Pennsylvania, going to Morgan and going to Maryland and an HBCU. And um, the way architecture works is you have to go to an accredited university that has like a specific program. Mm -hmm. um, and Morgan had it as well as Morgan had a architecture night program. So I was able to work during the day and then go to school at night. So it kind of made sense where I felt like, okay, I could have the best of both worlds. I could mm -hmm. still, you know, work because a lot of people have that issue with grad school. They're going to school during the day to then figure out like how to live, you mm -hmm. know? So that was my thing. So I went to school at night and I worked during the day. So you weren't born in America? Nope. So where were you born? I was born in Jamaica. Ah, wow. Yeah. When did you come to the States? Um, I was around four. Yeah, I was young. So I've been here forever. Go ahead. I think Kyle was intrigued. Go ahead, son. You got two more nerd questions. All right, all right, all right, all right cool. <laughs> I got two more. <laughs> <laughs> so so what, what does the architect for Under Armour do? 
So I did a lot of like the store planning. Uh-huh. So just like all of the interior, any type of fixture, shoe design, shoe like display design. Okay, okay. So not apparel. So everything about the interior of the store, like where our bathroom's gonna go, what's the flow through the store, where are different fixtures, like in the sense of mannequins, and if they were doing any kind of like really cool build out for, you know, they would do like these big installations. So I would be a part of that team and I I would have to do all the drawings and like you know 3d modeling 3d rendering so things like that mm-hmm. autodesk inventor mm-hmm. and stuff yeah yeah so is that a common uh, uh position in larger organizations like is there one that so some companies like places like ralph lauren mm-hmm. and like even nordstrom like Where a lot of those and so i love retail architecture because i was just always into fashion as well mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. it was kind of that balance like me doing architecture and fashion um so retail architecture i was really interested in but a lot of those stores are in um the west coast like they're uh-huh. in seattle and um places like that so and san francisco has a lot of like retail spaces um, so for me, this was like my dream job, like working at Under Armour. How was it? Working it was at- good. Okay. It was cool. Um, I was only there for like two and a half years. And Kevin Plank, you know, the founder of yeah. Under Armour, yep. it, he really inspired me to want to own my own company because mm-hmm. I got to see him kind of like start from nothing. And then now he has this huge corporation where, you know, you he had crazy holiday parties. And just to see how he grew a dollar and made it to now this like billion dollar company was just really amazing for me. So um, it was great. And it taught me a lot about like storytelling, the brand, mm-hmm. how to brand, what to do. Like that was a big thing at Under Armour. And I'm really grateful that I was able to be in a space like that because I was able to see how they really brand. And like they did an amazing job with branding. Wow. That's awesome. I'm again, blown away. Yeah. Again, congratulations on all your thank you. Good job, man. I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> no, seriously, that's that's what's up because it's. We, we, we are, you know, ramping up in our, you know, still in the, in the rookie stages and novice stage, I guess, in our entrepreneurship, you know, even with the podcast, this is still, con- in my eyes, it's still considered a type of entrepreneurship. Um, you know, taking, taking the chances that you've took, especially in the, in the industry or, or lane that, you know, cause you know, fashion and, uh, so what what exactly messaging about like yeah so I didn't I don't really understand what that is so you just what do you do with the the you, t-shirts yeah so we put messages on t-shirts mm-hmm. and then they come packaged in a reusable bottle okay. so you know this kind of plays off of the 310 BC concept of yeah. receiving a message in the ocean yeah. so like the message you receive is a message on a t-shirt so um, just like you have on a black woman created this mm-hmm. that's the message and so it comes in a bottle um, the t-shirts they come in a reusable bottle and so it's almost like you get two gifts in one you can have a um, mm-hmm. t-shirt or you can have a bottle and then you could use them. You now, now you, um, if I'm on like right now, if I'm online shopping, um, you just I just say hey, I want a T-shirt, and you just create the message. Or so we we give you right now. So it became <coughs> a bit. I've been toying with if I'm gonna open back up custom messaging. Yeah. So we did have that where you could put your own messages, and then you know you could print what you want. Yeah. But it becomes it's so much of a secondary step. Um. So right now we have like standard messages. Set, you pick yeah. from the messages, and then we send that message. That's cool. That's mm-hmm. cool. I know that. 
because she mentioned custom messages. I have a custom message that um, I'm hoping you you might make for me. Okay, that's a possibility. Okay, go ahead. You want right. to say it? I'll say it. So it's basically my uh, my intro. So it's going to say who who am I? And it'll be like Jay with the sway soul <laughs> or Velvet Bob's <laughs> Lawrence Tall Love Joe's line. You'll be hard yeah. if you. Um, we're going to side bar because this is what happens. Okay, uh-huh. if you do that. Put like big who am I right? Yeah, and then just have all your nicknames just splattered all over, like uh, not not have them stacked, but just like okay, you saying everywhere? Yeah, I got you. Okay, I, I think that would be cool. Whatever. I'm anyway, back so back. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you got all that. Mm-hmm. Much success to you. Thank you. You got all that going for you. Uh, are you single? I am. Why are you single? Yeah, I people just think I work for a living. That's it. I don't know. I don't know. I think, you know, in this day and age, I think that it's a little bit difficult. Um, I don't think that, I don't know, it's the caliber of men as well as, I think, approaching women. I don't know if it's difficult or if everybody's just about online dating or whatever these days. But um, I don't know. And I I don't encounter, I guess, work-wise, like going to events, I might meet somebody, but yeah nope speaking of events i'm glad you brought that up wow. so february 16th we're actually having an event oh wonderful yes so uh it's called the suit and sneaker party okay so uh pretty much i like what you got on okay uh you could just throw some kicks on with that and uh, i'm down yeah, all come right through. but uh, yeah. it is saturday february 16th okay uh, get your tickets on event bright all right you know what i'm saying Take go bar <laughs> yep um so yeah if you if you are available and you have some friends and colleagues that yes, want to come please i would love that oh no we're only podcasting that's cool Sorry about that. So You're yeah. all good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we um, we have that event. So my thing is like, are you open to? Are you open to date? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yep. So what's your like? What's what type of guys do you go for? What's what's your not ideal guy, but what's something that right off the bat attracts you? Um, confidence. Confidence. Okay. Yes. Um, I like a guy who's confident about his shit. And, like, no matter, you know, like, I love, that's, like, the number one. You got confidence, you mm-hmm. you can, you know. And I like, I think right now, um, you know, I'm about to be 35 years of age soon. And, um, 35? Yeah. I lost that bet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to be 35. And, you know, I think that I'm at an age where um, I'm definitely looking for and wanting you know, be upfront about what you want and also be assertive. Like if you want to take a woman on a date, do so, ask that. Um, so I, I just think confidence and really being about your shit. Yeah. So um so you like confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh have you have you have you dated? Like have you had a boyfriend while you were in college and all of that stuff? Yes, you try to yes, I've been married before. So yes. Come on, sister, you got me up here asking these <laughs> Same as starter questions like come on. I, I've so been somebody lets you get away. Yes, I've been married. Um, my son's dad. Um, you know, so you guys are single. So I'm get you know single dad. So uh-huh. you know the parenting. I mean, we were married. We got married. Um, we met in Jamaica. So I frequently went back to Jamaica, and you know we met and got married, and it was great. Um, but he moved we moved and we had our we had our son and i love him forever but you know i think that we on the path that we're on and i think what i learned i'll say this overall about relationships what i learned is that you know i'm super ambitious i know 
kind of what I want. Um, but I'm a really hard worker and a go getter. And I think, um, not a, and I think it's difficult as men sometimes if you don't know what you want and you're still trying to figure that out and maybe you have yeah. you know a woman or someone that is like running mm. and you're still trying to crawl and figure out like what angle and um you know so I think that ultimately it just led to us deciding that we needed to you know separate so we did yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Sister. I'm not. I'm good. No, I'm just saying, not. you know, because, you know, I don't like to see black couples, you know, break yeah. up. Yeah. You know? I mean, but it's life, you know. So I think that ultimately what matters is that we've got to be happy. And um, yeah. I have a son. So, you so, know. So were there issues with your, your ambition and um, and not his and his ambition not matching yours? Maybe not. I'm quite. I know he was ambitious, but I think that the transition, yours. like, you know, him moving from another country, and it's crazy because, like, now when I look at statistics and stuff about, um, and I hate that because I, I want, of course, to be one of the few, like, right. mine is gonna last, it's gonna work. Right. But I think the statistics about, like, moving from another country or couples, you know, mm -hmm. like the statistics of really staying married and things like that are very, you know, because it's, it's so much of a shift on the person. And, you know, we were young, like 29, 30. And just uh, when you think about things like, you know, culture change, family change, you don't have that support. Yeah. So we get in a fight. There's no him going home or him mm -hmm. going to mom or, yeah. you know. Yeah. So those type That's of things, right. I think, definitely played a factor. But, um, you know, it's life. And, you know, we yeah. have our son. So I'm happy about that. What attracted you to him? Um, I think that he was very uh, chill. I think that I'm on a little bit of not a hundred, but I'm up there. 97, I'm okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could say I'm 97, so I'm out there. I'm outspoken. I'm talking of, and he was a bit, a lot more mellow, quiet. Um, right. not like shy, but like I think I like, and especially. <clears throat> being that um like i love confidence but i love a guy who's like playing the back like or just you know and he's you could feel his presence like i'm just saying men in general not really my ex but you could feel i love to feel a man's presence without him being boastful or knowing that he's in a room like i think i love that low-key chill the fuck out kind of guy but um you know so i think that's what really attracted me to him yeah oh is, is this my portion or something no like? no i cut you off he was <laughs> going down the line of questions nah, yeah you good no i was really trying to just find out about it like so you single still or whatever yeah, like that i am you ain't got I'm no just, man yet no no right, no that's what's looking up. for a stepdaddy so <laughs> Everybody out there, you know. <laughs> you say you got a son? Yeah. How old is he? He's five. Well, listen. <laughs> pleasure to meet you again. <laughs> pleasure, pleasure. Yes, you cook? I do. I make Jamaican food. But right now, mm. I will be honest, I work a whole lot. So, you know, even that is um, difficult, finding a balance between work. I have my son, you know, so those things really take precedence so yes i cook but right now last year i spent you know too much money eating mm -hmm. at restaurants and doing everything else so now i'm trying to pre-plan as best as i can and kind of mm -hmm. put some food on beforehand so so, you, so i mean like have you really like really try to like be out or go out and date and have you like have you like put yourself in a position to where as though 
you you're gonna run into to a man and you're gonna you know be out and about and things like that. And have you put yourself in that position? Um, yet? you know, lightly. Like I won't say. I think right now my priority really is my business. Um, and not that I think I did a lot last year of submerging myself in my business and i've realized for the last like two two three years or so like especially while going through the divorce and things Mm -hmm. like that i think i really like dove into my business and like stayed there so for the first time like between late last year so i'll share with the um audience that i got really sick last year on mother's day Mm -hmm. um i was at home and my son you know, it was on Mother's Day. We went out to eat. It was a great day. I was like, oh, I feel great. So uh, that night, I was like, I'm tired. I want to just take a nap. And I, I never take naps and stuff. So I wanted to take a nap. And I took a nap. And I woke up. And I just felt sick. And I was like, why the heck do I feel like this? So I was like, well, let me try to crawl out of bed as a typical, especially black mom. Let me crawl out of bed and try to feed him at least. And, you know, so we went to the store, tried to get some food, and I was just throwing up the whole way. And wow. I was like, what the world? So come to find out, like, I had to go to the hospital. Like, the next day, like, I couldn't see. I couldn't, like, walk. I couldn't get out of bed. I kept on falling down. And so I found out, like, I had vertigo. And so a lot of people don't even know, like, what it is. And you're off balance. Mm-hmm. And it was caused, caused by stress. And so um, I was hospitalized for like four days because wow. of it, because it was a really severe. And, you know, so that gave me like I really realized at that moment that, OK, I love my business. My business is cool and all, but I got to chill, mm-hmm. like in a sense of, you know, like I used to stay up really late, you know, 4 a.m., 5 a.m. Now, you can't get me past 10, 11. Like, I'm in bed. And, you know, same way you guys are like, you're trying to watch your, you know, fitness, do better. I'm trying to do the same. So, you know, now, and I, I work a lot, travel a lot, still do, but... I'm trying to give myself the grace where I'm like, if an event is too much, if it's too far, if it's not really worth my time, I'll say no. So Mm -hmm. I didn't do a lot of saying no in 2018. And so I said, you know, Shonda Rhimes has a book, um, My Year of Yes. So this is my year of no. Uh And so I'm really trying my best to say no to a lot of things. So, you know, I don't know if I'm quote unquote in a position to date, but I'm open to dating and I'm open to, you know, meeting someone and things like that. But I'm at a space where I'm not really with the shits. I don't I don't need that in my life if it's not. And I got a lot going Mm -hmm. on, a lot of great stuff. So um, if it's not greatness, I kind of don't want it. So what does greatness look like? Greatness look like six foot. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Greatness is just, you know, I really, I don't know. Are there any good, like, stay-at-home dads out there? I'm down. Did you want that? I think I kind of word to life do. Like, I work a lot. I can make, I'm not saying, when I say stay-at-home dad, I'm more thinking he could be the accountant. He could be the whatever. Like, he still has a job. But I need... Yeah, I need... Of course, he could still... Like, I got to travel. I got to this. I got to that. So he could be the person... Well, we ain't going to call him the assistant because he ain't going to like that title either. But he can be the person that's still supporting the family and still holding... Because I can't balance everything that I have going on. So I'm like, a good partner is greatness like Mm -hmm. that's you know and a person that's just genuinely there for 
to really be there and to want to really support. And I mean, he could have his own thing, but I think for me, I don't know if having a, you know, significant other, a husband or whatever, um, doing something similar or being high paced, if that's going to really work. Cause I'm like, I want someone where I got to do a podcast at 8 p.m. That's putting to my son, you know, down and it's not the babysitter. Mm-hmm. So to me, things like that, um, I think matter. But it takes a strong person to really, you know, and a strong man. I know, you know, it's kind of like the reverse of the roles. Like I've been having to not attend my son's school stuff. And, you know, as a mom, I think it looks a little different. Yeah. I'll say not funny, but different. Cause you know, most teachers are used to dad saying like, Oh, I'm traveling and I'm not here. Like I'm going sometimes next week. I might have to pull my son out of school for three days. Cause it's just me. And I, I have to be in New York for four days wow. and you know, so, and that might be unless, you know, and then, or I got a higher sitter or I got a whatever. So for me, I think a, a good, a great guy is really just a good partner who just is, and it's, and a person that's in it for the long run. Like they want to go through, like entrepreneurship is difficult and being mm-hmm. with an entrepreneur is difficult because yeah. I'm working a lot. I'm bringing shit home. I'm, you know, I'm bringing the baggage of the business home. And so, you know, it's not one of those things where at 5 p.m., I'm done for the day. You know, I still got, I got employees, I have responsibilities. So it's being with someone that really truly like understands that and is willing to like, you know, nobody was shooting with me in the gym. Mm. Nope. And so, you know, and I ain't breaking half and see, and I, I've been really conditioned to wanting to break half because I, you know, I think it's, it's, I'm going to have a lot. So I would love to break half, but I want to, I, and I am a very like, Sucker for love, genuine. So my friends are the ones who like, uh, uh-uh, uh, not him. Ah, uh, you try. Nope. Okay. Nope. Next. So you know, they're they're my barrier. I want to meet these friends. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking the same. They bring them to the seat and sneaker party immediately. <laughs> immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gonna, All right, we, I have you guys meet them. Please. They 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 the buffer. They the blocker. Because wow, they know me. You know, yeah. I'm a you bring know, them on the podcast. Let's so talk nice. to the friends. You sit on the sofa. Let's <laughs> bring you put your friends in the chair. I break their ass. Damn. <laughs> Understand me, but go ahead. Now, employees, what is it like being responsible for your employee and, oh, and knowing geez. if you more or less you you have to pay them, I guess, before you pay yourself. Yeah, um, and you're responsible more or less if they eat or not. You know, if yeah. they pay if their bills are paid on time. What, right. what is that like? So, um, you know, I'm always usually really honest and stuff. So right now, it's a really difficult time in the business. Um, I think due to the holidays and like the government shutdown and everything else, you know, we had to close a couple days this week and I felt like trash, but you know, we've had a great talk and the thing is we are a retail company. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, just like if you worked at Nordstrom or if you worked at Banana Republic and if it's a slow day. And so, you know, it's funny because all these jobs that I had as like a teenager is now kind of really because I used to work at you know um Nordstrom and stuff and I'll be like well why I gotta go home and they'll be like well sales are slow and I'm like what that gotta do with me I want to work you know I need money and now I understand it because if your bottom line isn't doing well 
um, then it really will affect the sales and it trickles down. And so, you know, I see a lot of that and the responsibility is on my back, like, you know, cause I feel bad, but then it makes me think like the holiday time we were booming, we were killing. And that was a lot of sales. And that was every, you know, that was a lot. They mm -hmm. worked overtime then. Oh, wow. So, you know, sometimes you cannot really predict, um, you know, the trends and what's going right. to happen. Um, and so it made me think about, well, what was happening in 2017 this time? Because then, you know, I'm looking at a forecast of my business and I'm starting mm -hmm. to do a lot better with that because now I have like numbers and data. Mm -hmm. And so um, just to, I guess, really share with you guys, since you I'm sure you probably don't know, but last 20. 17 November I was in an armed robbery here in Baltimore oh, no. and I was in a I was in my old shop my first shop and so January I was really transitioning my business to you know I went into a friend's shop to like print and mm -hmm. transition so I kept on remembering to myself like damn I didn't remember January being this slow and I'm like it's because you weren't really like I wasn't paying attention to that then so this trend and most business owners that I talk to now like they all said the same thing like January they said the J's are slow and I didn't even know January, that but they're July. like January July and I guess June is like really slow okay. time um, and I never felt that. So this is like the first time that I'm kind of going through that. And, you know, and it's difficult. And I worked for many architecture firms and small firms as well. So, you know, I remember times it, it gave me flashbacks of days when architects like didn't open their door. Like I had to work and like, you know, when even a recession hit. So it, it, it is a lot of responsibility. And um, I think that on the outside, it looks like, oh, it's so glamorous and it's fun. But it's a lot of response, real responsibility. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. <laughs> Back to you, Dan. <laughs> uh, um, so uh to touch on the uh the vertigo, uh, I'm glad you, you know, came out of that. Thank and, you. Yeah, seriously, that's uh, that was probably the scariest moment. It really one was. of the scariest moments yeah. of your life. So I'm glad you came out of that. Um but going forward in your business and, and you know, the balance of uh business mom and, and trying to date, like what are you what are your plans for like this year and, and going forward? Like what are you what do you, what do you got I don't have yeah. any plans. Um, that's kind of what I'm telling myself for mm -hmm. the most part. I think that if something comes, if, you know, cool. But if not, I don't want to kind of set myself up. And, you know, I think I am out there as out there as I can be. Like, you mm -hmm. know, if if I try right now, like in the evenings, putting my pen down. And yeah. if that means sometimes maybe I haven't done this yet, but like, you know, going to a bar or doing something social, you know, whether it's an art class or whatever I want to do. Or see a um, sneaker party. Yes, or that, you know, like I'm open to all of those things, but I am more not setting any expectations, but you know, whatever comes, comes and I'm open to it, but. I don't know. Well, we set an expectation if you see you at the Super Sneaker Party. I'm just letting you know. I'll be in there ain't, this. Days. This ain't the year of no for our event. So don't <laughs> right. try that with me. But um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it it is tough. It is tough. I mean, I, you know, as a single mother, I, I'm pretty sure it's harder because you gotta you gotta play both roles. Um, you gotta be you know what do you, what do you call it? Uh, tough love. Mm -hmm. You gotta do the tough love, especially in raising a son too. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, and see, and I and I can you know being raised by a single mom and being a son, like I growing like once you get to like teenage or once you become a parent, you start understanding like oh this would right 
this is what she was going through. I was like, right. oh, you know, I, a couple of times I hit my mom with you, like, listen, like, I appreciate you. Like, right. Thank you for, mm-hmm. like, you know, wilding out, but you kind of was overstepping it just a little bit, mom, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, Got to sometimes. Nah, you don't. But it's, <laughs> it's cool, but but it's just, you know, I, I appreciate you for, for doing what you're doing. Thank you. know, you. I, I know it is hard, and, uh, you know, just just keep your head up, man. But yeah, like we're gonna do. Oh, you know what? Yeah, get you at uh, get a speed dating. Are you open to speed dating? Yeah, of course. For real? Yeah. That's what's up. You set her up on a. Uh, yeah, yeah, in March. That'll date. be speed yeah. dating. Okay, yeah. that sounds fun. So just don't uh, you know, mm-hmm. don't be weirded out, you know, because I don't. We want to do a little bit of screening, but not all the screening. Because it might. <laughs> okay. It might, yeah, we partner with someone else yeah, this time. So, so it, it might it might be some old sugar daddies coming oh, in. Oh man, <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> to get flued out. <laughs> hey. you flu okay. You <laughs> Put your mind right on a little spirit plane. You be all right. So, what do you do for fun? Um, right now, not too much. Um, I have been like really trying to stay consistent in the gym. Okay. Um, I said I wanted to take like a dance and art class. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done either or signed up for either yet. But um, I don't know. Architecture, art, dance are kind of like my things. Um. I don't do too much for fun because I still, you know, right now between balancing work and then my son, um, I try to whatever, you know, spare time I have, I try to do something with him. So, you know, not too much fun, anything, but I did go to South Africa recently. So, you know, I do put me, I think, first um, before anything. And I know I needed a break towards the end of the year. So I went to South Africa for a couple of days. You take your son with you? Nope. Because it won't be a vacation if I took his little ass. (laughs) So I did not. I went by myself and I had a good time. What was that like? Legit by yourself? Hmm? Like legit by yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I bought the ticket like two days before I left. And I was just like, I'm out. Somebody got to figure him out for a couple days. That's what's I just, <laughs> and that was it. Like, yeah. like, did you know you were gonna go? Or you, no, like, I didn't. Um, so there was a group here uh, from Dove Code uh, called Brioxi, and they had like a, you know, they had a bigger event and a trip there. And so I knew, like, the bug was in my ear a couple months ago about like going, and also Afropunk happens in South Africa during that time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, real, like, you know, it was in my ear, and it was like, oh, maybe I should go with the group but um i was like nah it's the end of the year it's black friday it's christmas it's you know it's so many other things going on so i was like i'm not gonna go so it just like kind of went away um but right literally maybe uh mid or to the end of december i was just or to right before um mid-december i was just like i need a break i was burnt out from black friday and everything else and i was just like i need to get away for a couple days so I just went online and booked a ticket, and I left the day after Christmas, and I spent New Year's in South Africa. Mm, South Africa. I throw a dart at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's literally... And I... Well, I did go to South Africa before, okay. um, but it was... Now I was going to Joburg. Um, I went to Cape Town, and mm-hmm. I... You know, I was just like, I love South Africa. Like, it's just one of my favorite places, really. And so I just decided to go. And I I rented, like, this beautiful little cottage and lived my best life for a couple of days with no sun. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I could just do that. I I can't say that I can't do it, but it's just... 
I ain't gonna lie. It takes some planning. Though. We yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't plan. I don't know. I see. I you gotta like be spontaneous. Yeah. yeah, I just yeah. go. I don't know. Is that a Brooklyn thing? Because I have a friend from Brooklyn who was very spontaneous. Probably. Okay. Just jump out the window real quick. I don't know. And just do it. You'll figure it out. Like you won't fall. Did you go to Afropunk while you were there? I did. So you said, but Beyonce performed, right? So I think she performed at something else. Okay. But um, yeah. So Afropunk was cool. It was just it was rainy. And it was just, uh, it was just Ain't not ready. great. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was late and it was rainy and it was a little cold, but it was a cool experience just to kind of see, you know, what it was like there. So it was, it was cool. As a black woman, what are they, I know they are, but what are the struggles you faced as a business owner that um, may be different from us as black men or white men or white women? Like so this they say that, um, they say that black women are, like have the fastest growing like we create more businesses but like we are not getting as much you know funding as well as we're not getting as much money as you know some mm-hmm. of these other businesses so i think that for example you know i created a t-shirt vending machine and that thing is fly so so in our house you know the, the big uh i call it the big food court or the fancy food right court. she has a uh a vending, a vending machine of t-shirts mm-hmm. in a bottle. Like, it's the most amazing thing to me in the world. Thank you. So, you know, when I tell people, like, I created a vending machine, you know, a t-shirt um, a dispensing t-shirt machine, people are like, you did? Like, I just feel like people are always like, wow. Okay, yeah. like, really impressed that I'm a woman. And, um, you know, I had a, I had a, my, one of my, like, chief, um, like COOs, like the operations manager, he was, you know, he's no longer with me, but he's a guy. And I feel like whenever we went places, it was more like, oh, you know, like they would direct conversation to him before yeah. they would talk to me. Yeah, and it would just be real interesting because they would be like, oh, well, she's the owner of the company. And it will be like, oh, OK. So I think it's just interesting on that level where a lot of people like, you know, a lot of people, whether it's man, woman, um, black, white. I think that people are really always like, oh, you came up with that. And mm-hmm. it's quite interesting um, to see. So. I don't know, you know. That's interesting. You see that, I guess, as a business owner, because I see it in corporate where my manager, a black woman, will go into a meeting and everyone are directing questions to me. And I was like, I didn't call this meeting. Right. I don't know the answer to this. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's amazing. Like, it could be men, women, normally white men, they just all talking to me. Or yeah. she'll ask a question and they'll they'll answer me as if I asked the question. Right. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Really, yeah. It's it. I'm kind of used to it now, but it is annoying because I hate it. And it's more like, you know, I demand a little bit of respect. So. Like we ain't the coolest MFs on the planet, yo. Facts. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, who did I tell that to? Oh, I think it was you. So, sidebar again. So, so you know, mm-hmm. I, I work in retail and I see all types of people, all types of people. And, uh, you know, I have this thing about young uh Caucasian teenagers um, that are influenced by the urban culture. I won't even say, I'll say black culture. I won't even say urban because I hate that word. But it's funny to me to see them and like instantly I think of uh, mm-hmm. Malibu's Most Wanted. You remember that movie? <laughs> mm-hmm. So <laughs> when, when I when I see that and and, I, and it was crazy is they try so hard to imitate, imitate us and, and you know our swag and everything they do 
but then at the end of the day, they still try to like look down upon. Like I just, you know, what I mean, it's in, in in lieu of what you're saying. It's like you know, you have all the it's all the creative juices that come out of you, and you know, you mm-hmm. give so much flavor and everything like that. But they still will try anything to mm-hmm. downplay your creative and your cool right. to you know to 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 the white counterpart. You know, that, that, that shit just. It really grinds my gears. Yes. I'm not going to lie to you. Totally understand mm-hmm. it. So we, we talked about your, some of your products, but we didn't talk about your subscription box. Okay. How? Wh- tell us about that. Like, what, what's in the box? Okay, so you get yeah. about... I need to sign up for it. Yeah. yeah, so you get about four to five different items. And the cool thing is your the subscription can either be to you or it can go to someone else mm-hmm. every month. Um, and so the whole goal of it was just to have, like, this message box. And, it's, and we're trying to feature a designer or a person every month. So, like, the first month, it's a designer. Uh, his name is Ron Bass. And he's a really big artist and he used to uh, work for, I mean, he used to have a brand and even um, had a collaboration with uh, Forever 21. Oh, nice. And so it's a really... Black man? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Of course. And <laughs> so, you know, the whole plan is to have these messages and different things. So we put in there, like, my message journal. So the message journal also is 300 and... Question, yeah. yeah, it's 365, like, writing prompts. So it says things like, um, a new beginning is also, uh, is sometimes described as, like, a painful past. Like, name a new beginning that has, you know, made a difference in your life. Mm-hmm. So it's just making people think and then write and it's supposed to be like a love letter a love message to yourself at the end of the year so you're supposed to look back at all of these things that you've written and then it'll be a message to yourself so the box itself just has a little whole bunch of different like trinkets and messages Mm -hmm. but it's about four to five items a month so are the items of each month it'll be items different different but they won't be your items they'll be someone else so it'll be kind of co-branded so like the t-shirt is designed probably by somebody else and then you know but it still comes in a bottle and it's still again how big are these bottles that's a lot of stuff Uh, I got mine upstairs oh you brought something so that's the product oh wait this this is just to show us yeah you know I didn't know you wanted to show you to the camera should have hit me up I don't know. I think that's... Now I'm pissed. I'll, no. pull, I'll pull up on Saturday. Oh, Saturday, you yeah. have something. We have a pop-up shop happening. Uh, Hopefully, the snow will cooperate. Right. But we're having a pop-up shop um, at my shop. It's 3000 Chestnut Avenue. And we are doing, like, you know, we have a lot of old inventory or just some stuff that's been there for a while. So we're trying to get rid of it. So come by on Saturday. Nice. Yeah, it's it's dope. Like it's really a what about? I see people. Some people put their smoothies in there. Yep, they put fruit in there. Take it to work. Yeah, work out with it. Like mm-hmm. it's a it's a, a dope bottle. We could do that with whiskey bottles. I don't know what you're going squeeze in there. <laughs> whiskey, but right. <laughs> <laughs> like what? what oh, this is a good question. Uh, at least I think it is right. What advice would you give us to grow a podcast? Because and I ask because you you have your strategy seems like sound and well thought out like foolproof right exactly like you you've sat down and analyzed it and put a lot of thought into your next moves so to pick your brain what what should our next move be like how how can we grow um i think you guys are already on the right path with you know inviting good guests and really um you know branching out and i think that keeping 
um, your like core audience and just also keeping it fun, um, I think really helps. And, um, just really networking. Like a lot of my biggest, um, I went to a lot of conferences and so, you know, and I think that a lot of conferences are missing men. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, um, I think, you know, so most of the ones I've been to are very women based mm-hmm. and it just, you know, so I think having men in that space and you guys going to different conferences and connecting with people, like to me, that's what really will push you forward. So is these connections. Oh, no, I thought you were going to say something. Oh, yeah, so was that? We talked about that. That's I think that's Oh, last uh, this is a question. So you've been married. Yes. Um one of us is really strongly wants to get married. One of us potentially could be up in the air about it. What are your suggestions on getting married? Um on well, how to get I, married, yeah, right? Well, I am for marriage. Overall, um I just love the union of people really like getting married and um and I think that for to like preservation of the black family as well Mm. i think that um you know i always say this like when i was at under armor and a lot of places i just feel like i see white couples who like you think about their family wealth and they think Mm -hmm. you know is sarah great for me and based on that they think yeah will we be wealthy together right and you know and i feel like they get married in a couple months in a year or so and they figure it out and they're like all right come on let's get married and not to say that they don't have a divorce rate and everything else but i think that to me that they're taught to be married and to also like you know think about generational wealth Mm -hmm. and like you know what it really does for your family and things like that and so for me i don't know i don't want to be jaded yet and say, um, I definitely believe in marriage and I think that um, it can work. I think that it's really difficult right now um, with just social media, with um, with social media as well as, I will say, you know, even though my ex and I had a lot of issues, like his parents has been have been married for a really long time and I came from a household where my parents were not married and they were never, they weren't, you know, together, um, not when, you know, in my adult years or anything. So I didn't have a really good example, I think, of what it is to even be a wife. And I'll be honest about that. And I think that a lot of people, you know, they go into marriage and, you know, we make up like what we see as what we want you know what being a wife is and what being a husband is mm-hmm. and though um i try to do like a lot of counseling and even independently just to you know do my best and do my part with my relationship i think that that's one of the things that um is difficult about marriage like you have to think you've spent 30 whatever 20 whatever 40 whatever years by yourself you know going through relationships navigating through you know and trying to figure shit out so now to actually merge and to be one with someone i think is very difficult and i think that it requires a lot of sacrifice Mm -hmm. um i remember when things got really bad with my ex and i like some days i'll be like well shit i'm good if he not good i'm good and when i started to really understand like what marriage meant if he's not good i'm not not good good, you know and that's not a lot of people just don't even get that and but then unfortunately i spent a lot of time trying to get him good so that i could be good and then that's when it was just like i can't because i can't make you good (laughs) like that was the reality of it um so i would say i think that you know if marriage is not there's a lot of women out here that are fine with 
not wanting to be married and actually put you know, that title on the relationship. And so I think that if, you know, someone doesn't want to go down that path, that's fine. Um, I just think right now it's about really being honest with what people want out of a relationship. I think right now we're in a real selfish society where people are in relationships to get whatever they want out of it. Mm. And, you know, and sometimes that's giving women the okie doke of, yeah, you know, I think I want kids knowing that they don't like, you know, it's just, and it's, it's disheartening because I see a lot of it, um, daily. Like, you know, I think that, and right now we live in a time, I think that women are desperate, like women are desperate because there's not, I don't think too many like available men or men that are really presenting themselves to want longevity and marriage. So I think that a lot of women are putting themselves in positions where they're like, I could, I'm going to take what I could get, which it's, you know, it's been a bit disheartening because I just feel like a lot of women are not with high quality men. So I don't know. That's just my view. That was deep right there. I mean, you said, I guess, so why do you think there are not a lot of high quality men? Um, not that well, men are not high quality, but right. the, the, you know what? Oh my gosh. I think it has a lot to do with like social media, a lot to do with like dating apps. I personally feel like right now there's so much, um, like exposure where men, like, I hope I could curse. I mean, I yeah, 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 yeah. There's pussy everywhere i feel like right now you know like i think it's so easy to go on an app and be like scroll yeah let me fuck her real quick like it's easy like it's not even a challenge anymore and so and then now we in a society of big butt small waist and everything else and like i'm all for it whatever but it's no you know you go on a date or you you know you're out with a guy and it's so surface it's it's, isn't it it's the bullshit is yeah oh it's blue Uh, (laughs) i don't give a fuck like it's just been so look i'm yeah i'm you know my reaction and my i'm not even with it like it's just it's not even worth my time and or you know or niggas oh um so can I come over? I'll cook for you. No, the fuck you can't. Like, what you want to come to? Like, it's not even respect. I, I don't even know you. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you want to come to my home in my kitchen? Oh, man, I could go on for days. So it's just, so when I say caliber. <laughs> <laughs> so when I say caliber, I'm just like, I think it's because women have made it so easy for men. Like, and I'm victim of it as well as in like giving so much of ourselves. Like, you know, you said you, can you cook? And it's so funny because maybe a year or two ago, like I was the girl who, you know, when a dude is like, oh, can you cook? I'm here making full fucking cuisines. And my homegirl would be like, bitch, no, what are you doing? And I'd be like, I'm just cooking this. And now I get it. Like, I'm at a different place where it's like, yeah, I'm trying to get flued out. Like, I'm worth that. Like, and I think that a lot of us as women don't even understand our worth anymore. Like, it's just, it's such, it's been such an eye opener for me in the last like couple of months slash year, because I just feel like, you know, again, we have been conditioned to, damn, it ain't much out there. Let me, you know, let me show him I'm the best chef. Let me show him I'm going to wash his clothes, cook him food and fuck that. Nope. 
I'm not with it. Because it's just like then you're not valued. It's so quick to feel like, oh, this is what she going to do regardless. And I ain't even do shit. Yeah. I'm getting this whole full meal and I didn't even have to show her. So now I'm on some and shit where like I'm busy. So my, it costs like in a sense of not on some dating and really trying to get, but it, my effort. time costs. And so if you're not really on some real effort shit, I have smoke for you. Right. So, so um, you trying to say I can't come cook you a meal? <laughs> come and talk to me. Yeah. I really <laughs> can't come and cook you a little something, a little shrimp scampi. <laughs> She giggling, so that's all. That's yeah. all. <laughs> she she ain't say no. She didn't yeah, say no. Yeah. See what happened. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but no, but, nah, but but honestly, honestly, and 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 this is one of the things where I totally respect that. Um, me and him, you know, we 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 know the game, and we know how we all know how to play the game, men and women. Um, but that part is very is very significant in this day and age because it's like a lot of times men and women will just fall victim to the opposite, you know, of, you know, the big butt, small waist. Like, I didn't grow up with that. I grew up with Lauren Hill. I grew up with, like, real legit women. Like, so for me, like, seeing this stuff, I mean, sometimes I'll be like, bruh, y'all impressed by this? Like, yeah. like these, these asses look kind of look disgusting, like, after a while. like It's not natural. You know, and I'm just saying, like, it looks like on... I guess from a from a fantasy standpoint, I get it. You know that that's that what that's what the ideal woman is supposed to look like. She's supposed to be curvy, big butt, big breasts. You know, whatever exotic look or whatever. But bro, we didn't grow up with that. Right. We we, we grew up with yeah. you know. Women are just not valued anymore. So you know you know when you guys are like, well, are you single? Do you like? I don't like. I I could count how many men know what the fuck I do. Like, it's just, and I'm not impressed by it. So until, like, a dude is trying to really dig deep and get to know, like, who I am, what I'm mm. about, you know, and beyond just, like, the little surface stuff, like, I don't give nothing. Like, I barely say I own my own company. Only because it's just, like, you don't even deserve to know what the fuck I do. Mm. Like, that's how I feel. Like, I don't have the faith where I feel like men are really trying to come correct like and it's it's been kind of sad because it's just like but they are you know like kind of dumbed down to what is out there and like you know women now like and i'm all for you know big butts whatever whatever and come but i'm like what's underneath that even with those women mm -hmm. and so i mean you know to me i value that and i want like that's greatness to me a man who really you know because marriage and those things it ain't about what's on the surface. So it's just like, if you're not even trying to really dig deep with the person, how are you going to deal with, you know, real problems and shit that arise as a person? Yeah. So, you know, for me, I've just really, I'm at a place where I'm just like, if people not coming correct, they can't come at all. That's it. So what's digging deeper? So, you know, past those surface things, past your favorite color. So what do you yeah, consider um, digging deeper? Digging deeper is just more like even asking a person, how are they? You know, and this is just not even just on a relationship standpoint, but just on a friendship standpoint. Yeah. Like, I think right now, like we are at a place where I'm beyond my statuses. 
I'm beyond like just, you know, I could write a Facebook status and say I'm smiling and that everything is all good. But, you know, who's the person that's actually even picking up the phone to hear your voice to be like, are you really good? You know, how was your day? Did you eat today? You know, they have like a meme that says, like, I want that person that, you know, checks to see if I ate. Like, that's just real shit. You know what I I mean? Like, and it's beyond like the selfish reasons. Like, you know, if I have a son and but it's funny because my homegirl, you know, one of my great friends um Jonay King she's like a relationship like specialist but she's my homegirl and her and I talked and she's like there are niggas that play the game too that play into you know well how's your son you need me to pick him up from school what you knew and you know so you really think that he's investing you're like damn I got a good one sis and it's like no he just like the rest and I ran into that and so you know it's kind of difficult for us as women because you you have the dudes who will fake like they're invested and dig mm-hmm. deep to then still just be a piece of shit too so what's a piece of shit <laughs> just people who are just not there for the right reasons right. who are not genuinely invested that's not you know who are just who's there for their own selfish reasons gotcha. yeah and like that you know and i think again as women who may you know you want kids or you want marriage and you know like so for a piece of shit is a person who knows damn well this is not what they want like they know they don't want more kids or they mm-hmm. know they don't want marriage but then entertain the fact Act of a woman who says like yeah I want more kids and then you there knowing that that's not what you want so you know, yeah. I don't know. so how much of that is are the you woman? Re- yeah in the sense that you're responsible for your own discernment your own BS meter definitely I, and, I, and I ask because I find that at least women that I've dated out some of our, our, our friends that are women you know I can see that this I've gotten to a level too too quickly. It's a red flag. Like you say, women are cooking full course meals. That's a red flag to me. I was like, I ain't put no effort in. Thirsty. Cause it, cause we, but you know what? I would say like, it took me 35 years to learn this. Like I didn't have like either mother or a father to like teach me these things, you know? So I'm really understanding the game right now. And I think that as women, like, so like I said, I think that, and this is my personal opinion. Um, I think that after a couple months, like even to a year, especially at this age, you know, if this is about to be a person that you really want to invest in, whether it's marriage or relationship, like, you know, you know so for me I think that if you've dealt with someone like I know people in white people that eight months they they searching for rings at that point because they like yo I think that's it that's my wife and that's it and so not that you need to get there that quick because I think a lot of things change you know people change Mm -hmm. you gotta really know them Um, but I think I'm not really I don't want the waste timers like I don't need that place it's a lot easier to do that too when you have generational wealth when you for generations have certain things lined up. So it's, it's easier, like eight months, all right, I'm ready. Because you've seen it, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, you have that. And I don't know if we necessarily have that safety right. net and luxury. Yeah, because we haven't, and, uh, and we, we, we haven't we been gotta, taught that right, either. We have to start it or continue right. it now, but that's something. Yo. What? Stop looking at me, yo. Like oh, no, because you just moving your head, so I was like, No, I was yeah. agreeing with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what do you... I, you you are very ambitious, but you strike me as passionate. Is are you a passionate person? You don't hear it coming out of voice. Yeah, yeah. I am. I'm right. super passionate about everything that I do. All right. I'm yeah. Just, I love that. When's your birthday? February twenty first. Uh oh. Uh oh. What? That's like a good day. What? Yeah. Oh, no, well, we we both February babies. Yeah. 
When's your thirteenth? Are you still a, you're still an Aquarius? Are you on oh, the cusp? I'm a Pisces. Uh, my son's a Pisces. Yeah. Uh oh. You your fish swimming the right way. <laughs> very indecisive. Super emotional. Very yeah. indecisive. Never know what I want to eat for dinner. All that good stuff. That's the that's the indicator. That this, this is my point now. Let me get on my soapbox. <laughs> Women never know what they want to eat for dinner. Nope, and I want to eat your food. That's that's just it. Yeah, you, so we can't get married. What, what's the what's the mean? <laughs> what's the mean? What she say when you ask her what she wanted to eat and you just drive straight home? Yeah, oh yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Why y'all gotta do us like that? I mean, I'm very <laughs> oh, yeah. I already know yeah, I'm yeah. super <laughs> indecisive. But uh, yeah, I, I I get it now. No, <laughs> <laughs> Took no, out with that yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just like <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> But woman know, knows Damn what she nasty, wants to eat. Yo, that's something. That's nasty. a turn on. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's the 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 one of the most dangerous women uh, is is a woman that knows the game. Yeah. Like like real shit. Nah, that's Not, the best woman. No, what I'm no. Okay. Oh. oh. For 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 men who trying to play the game. Who trying to play right, the game? All right. All right. Because right, when, right. when you when you when she, when she <laughs> When you come in, you know, you got to approach yourself. You can try to approach her with the same yeah. shit. She already, like, you know. Got you figured feet. out. Yeah. yeah. That was my ex. That was funny. That's why I worked well, because she needed game. So I was like, oh, I got to be my complete, true, and genuine self. But it, it, it grew me. So but I think it was good for both of us. Too, dealing, meeting, uh, engaging with a woman who knows the game. It forces you to really be who you are. To step yeah. up. Now, yeah. now, that could be a positive. That could be a negative. Mm-hmm. But... At the end of the day, I look at it as an all-around positive because for you, you know, all right, this is who he really is. I don't need to go any further. For him, he, he got a long ride home because now he like, <laughs> like what? Right. I, I said, how you doing? I bought her a drink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like he going through his shit. Like, really? Oh, yeah. Where did, where did it go? I yeah. I, yeah. That's definitely like my block game right now is is strong. I don't even want it. So yeah. how does a man approach you? Confidence. I told you. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, yeah, like, all right, all right. But but I'm at the, you hanging out. We at the sip and paint or uh-huh. we at the museum. We at the suit and sneaker party. Yeah, so we, we at the you... suit and sneaker party. <laughs> okay. So I come up to you. Do I, I? I got my confidence. I got my vibrato. Right. Do you drink? Yeah. So socially, can, yeah. Oh, socially. So yeah. I can I buy you a drink or yes. compliment you on your shoes? Is, is yes. that? Are your defenses still no, all the way up? Okay, no. Because, right, yeah. you know, I think just as a woman, like, I'm definitely, and I think learning, you know, being a owner of a business and mm-hmm. things like that, like, I think I am very, you know, kind of okay. have that force. But yeah. I think I try to, you know, minimize that, especially in those type of settings, because mm-hmm. I am a woman and, right. you know, and a single woman. So I think that um, I let my guard down. I'm very, you know, just my bullshit indicators up but it's not letting you know that it's up so um i think so i'll give an example <laughs> i'll yeah. give an oh, example yeah, seen that recently um Uh-oh. so i did go out on a, hopefully he doesn't listen to this podcast what's his name uh, i ain't saying his I'm name i'm gonna see if he, if he listen or not so so a guy had my like i guess he had my information um and number and stuff for probably a year now 
and I don't really know him like that. I didn't really follow him, um, but he had my phone number, and so he would randomly like text me like, "Hey, I would love to like meet up or do lunch or whatever." So I thought it was business related. So I just was swerving him because I just am busy. So I'm just like, "What? What does guy want to meet up for?" And I just, you know, so I was on my shit like I don't know. So I kept on swerving him a couple times, and but nothing crazy. He was not forceful or mm-hmm. anything like that. And I again like that because I didn't know what it was for. So eventually I was like, oh, let me just meet up with this guy, see what he wants and whatever. And I'll say to every situation I go into, just because it's a guy, I don't think that it's going to be something like sexual or some spark. I'm like, men hold doors for you. Like some women are like, oh my God, Bruh. I think he likes me. And I'm, I'm like, no, he just holding the fucking door. Like, you know, I'm Can't be on, nice. Yeah. And I'm just <laughs> nice not like, what? oh, just because some guy does something nice that it's like he want to fuck. Like, I don't really think I'm, I don't think like that. So, you know, he asked, he said he would like to meet up. And I was like, cool. And I was like, should I bring my laptop? Like, I'm like, I don't know if you want to talk about messing a bottle or whatever. And he was like, no, I actually would like to take you on a date. And I was like, oh, a date? Me? Really? A little old me? Yes. I was like, oh. <laughs> she said, do it. Should I bring the laptop? I didn't Baby know. girl. I know. <laughs> But I would have been like, yeah, and I would have, I would have made a date around the laptop. We would have went to the park or something to watch the movie. I uh, so he was like, no, it's a date. So again, first sign, I was like, really nice. Like he made me know what it was, what his intentions were, and I thought that was so bomb. So I was like, cool. So we met up at like a brunch spot. Mm Um, and he got there before me. I got there late, of course. And so we had brunch and it was, you know, great outing. And this was the first time that we like met face to face and, you know, so it was cool. Um, he then after was just like, there's another spot around the corner that I would like to take you to. And I was like, okay. So again, I thought it was really nice that he planned something and it wasn't just some, oh yeah, I want to just take you somewhere or whatever. So he took me to the brunch spot and then took me somewhere else. It was a food spot too, but it was like an oyster bar. And I thought that was really nice. So he ordered like some, you know, stuff, shrimp, whatever. And and it was a cold day. So there was soup and stuff. So it was nice. And then after we went to like this little chocolate dessert type of space. You went on a date with Jeremy? Do you sound like God? I was trying like to you do shit like that. <laughs> so it was actually really Jesus, well God. thought out, and I just thought that that was like excellent. Um, and I was really impressed. Um, but that was the end of it. It sounded like I felt like this has a sad, bad ending. That was it. No chemistry. I didn't think so. Okay. But that man. Like, yeah, I ain't even gonna go on this. What did he do wrong? I, I mean, so okay, again. So I didn't feel like there was chemistry there. Like I wasn't like, oh my God, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so but I thought his efforts was amazing. So again, I told y'all what attracts me is confidence. Mm-hmm. It's not about like looks per se. So my friends and I, we had this big thing about like ugly dudes or dudes you're not attracted to. Like, would you date a d-? and I was like I sure would because I think right now in my life I'm not looking for the cute nigga on the corner. I'm looking for like a good stepdad for my right. son and a good man. Like consciously like thinking yeah, about stepdad I'm, for your son? Yeah, and a good man. Yeah, yeah, period, I get it, yeah. You know? You so, 
don't, you don't lead with that conversation. No, oh. I don't. But I'm saying to my homegirl, right, like right, her right. and I were talking right. about ugly dudes or dudes you're not attracted to. Right, right, Would right. you still date them? So anyway, so with this guy, I was like, you know, he cool. I don't think the chemistry's there for me. But if he like, you know, like pressed a little bit or like, you know, how's your day? Followed up with me. If his follow up game was strong, I would have definitely like went out again. Uh. Um, and so he didn't. He followed up like a couple days later and like he didn't make sure I got home okay and things like that and maybe he knew that my chemistry wasn't there because he did you know set out to come you know to go on a date with me so I think um, and through the time he did compliment me and stuff so I think he noticed that I was like oh well thank you um, but um, couple days like maybe oh you didn't laugh and do the the laugh on the shoulder yeah yeah, yeah, but a couple like a couple months after, he's like, text me like, hey, I, I might want to suck your feet. No, Whoa. no, no. Oh. Now you're a creep. Now it just is too much. You're Why? too much. Why what? Why is it too much? Uh, the man just wowed you. You feel me? He gave you the phone. So now he now I got to just put my foot in his mouth? Exactly. <laughs> What you think this is? Well, he could have asked. He could have asked. He could have massaged you. He could have asked if you, you want the back rub. Right, just in a little bit more. Ah, you want to step dad? You want to suck toes? Yeah, you want to step dad? He's sucking toes straight up. It, it, it partnership. So, yo, bro, yeah. nah, yo, keep it, keep it a hundred, yo. The toe suck, yeah, that's a big jump. <laughs> Like, like, can I tell you something? And I was like, oh, God. And I'm like, you know, I've been trying to, like, literally. Come on, can I tell you something? That's what we was doing at 22, yo. (laughs) You know that? The little, I got something to say, but I'm too shy to say it shit. Like that, bro. (laughs) I know, just fucking up the game. I'm just like. I mean, to be honest, he make the game a lot easier. So I just didn't Ooh. even respond. <laughs> I just didn't even respond. I don't know what yeah. to say now. Now it's just, and then he sent me a voice note. I'm like, I can't. Uh, uh, so that's it. But, you had your feet out or something on the first date? Huh? You had your feet out or something? No, no it was I cold. Didn't. Yeah, it was cold. Yeah. yeah. You're a freak. <laughs> he follow you on IG now. He look at all your stories. And... I don't know, but I'm just like That's I'm crazy. cool. Um, and so you know, and so yeah. Hey, I know I ain't spoken to you a while, but listen, I would really like to like to just put hot sauce on your feet. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> with hello? a dab of ranch. <laughs> hello, hello. I was just like, oh, okay. That could be a shit though. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. Nah, you can't be. <laughs> so, would you date outside the race? Have, uh, oh, you dated outside no, of your... Oh, never, oh, oh. never, never have I. Um, never have I ever. Um, <laughs> you need to add that. Never have I ever. Yeah, that would be a good... To the show. Yeah, to the show. Like, never, so, have, I never, never we, have I ever. We about to add it now. We gonna practice. That's practice funny. This. A live episode? Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I haven't. Um, But you know what? Today, I met up with this entrepreneur, and he has a business. He has a family and stuff like that. But he was a real cool white guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like... He had me really questioning if I would, you know, think about it. I, I, I love the black family, and I'm, I'm not really attracted to guys outside my race like that. But um, I'm trying to get flued out. Like, so like, like Robin confident. Thick White or like yeah, he Alec Baldwin. No, Alec Baldwin. Like he was white. He was white. white. Oh, he was white. Oh, he nah. was white. White. <laughs> nah, you, he you gotta was, have a little swag. He gotta nah, have some Matthew McConaughey he in him like or something. Thin tie white. What's like up with just Matthew McConaughey, yo. I don't know. That, that's, 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 that's always my when I say yeah. That's my. He was white. He was in some good movies. Um, yeah, he was real white. But I was just like, you know. And again, I Express think it goes back white. to. Hmm? I said Express Store White. 
Yeah. Even though I shot Pretty him much. Him, yeah. Damn, he not yeah. even H&M white. Not even H&M white. Shit. Yeah. But I, you know, again, <laughs> it made me think about it. Like, yeah, it, for real. it was just like, he was chill. And yeah. like, he understood me as an entrepreneur. He knew what I was going through. And we, yeah. you know, and I was just like, Try to look at white boys a little bit more. I don't know. But Alec. you date on personality and not looks, it seems yeah. like. So I, I do. Yeah. Alec Baldwin, like, Baldwin White is not bad. Because he's it's cool. not. Because he cool as shit. Yeah, Yo, Alec he Because he's he, he older. He got past the little yeah. the white, he got frat boy stages. Yeah, right. but, but he, and he got he some cool money. too, ain't he funny? So that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's why I, I can fuck He had some black women. He got some black women on his belt. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 He come to the cookout, get a plate. So I don't know. I mean, I don't see myself really, you know, dating and marrying a white guy, but let that white boy come along. Right, I say that and too. And snatch this white, this black queen real quick on y'all. I don't know. Am I? No, we gonna know? be, we gonna be mad. Yeah. yeah so, so. Right. one twenty. So now, now, and I think that too, in the sense that I've been attracted to women outside of my race, but I can't marry, I can't marry a white woman because the culture needs right. Jeremy to, to marry a black woman. So yeah, you got. I have one, qu- one question. I know we about to wrap up. I got no, we uh, are. Are we? Go ahead, nigga. So, all right. So we, you, you're in DC. You are, you are in front of the African American Museum of History and Culture. Mm-hmm. There's a nice little, uh, what's that? The little pond thing they have mm-hmm. right there. The Washington Monument is in the background. Mm-hmm. So you walk up to the podium. You look out. It's a, it's a sea of men, a million men. Mm-hmm. You at the real nigga much. Okay. And you can ask a million men one question. What do you ask them? <laughs> I can ask a million men one question, and they each gonna ask and give you give you an answer. Well, they got that kind of time, brother. A million, a million answers. A million answers, bro. She better start it. What uh, does I wanna know? Six p.m. to. <laughs> well, I should be like you in the mountaintop in Wakanda. Oh, okay. we uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, with Black Panther. For, yeah, I would use that. ask if you had a message in a bottle. Ooh. What would be your message to me? Ugh, that was the that might be one of the top five questions of all time. What? what if I had a message in a bottle, what would my message be to you? That's a good question. Silence is bad for the radio. No, it's not you thinking. So You me, you going first? I, I think I think all so. Right, you got so uh let me get my juices for What would be my message to you? Because I know what type of message I would have, but I'm trying to think of the words for it. Uh, I don't know, bro, but... Who that? Hold on, sister. <laughs> oh, what up, y'all? So, uh, yeah, y'all heard the doorbell. So, uh, my, our, my cousin just pulled up in here. Um, y'all read Tyler, so... Uh-oh. Hold on. All right, we, yeah, we good now. We back. Yeah, that was the punch in. Yeah, yeah. We, right. So um, <laughs> I think my message to her would be, um, but not to be funny, but just keep on keeping on. Um, period. Like you already on the white, the right path. The white path. <laughs> the, white path. <laughs> the right path. You're already on the right path. You've you've already uh, got yourself established. And 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 what you want to do and where you want to go. So it's just it's just plain and simple. Just keep on keeping on, you know. Thank yeah. you. So my message to to you, uh, it would it would be, I don't know, because I, I don't I don't. Oh, this is this is this is what my message would be. What? <laughs> there are no words for you. 
that's it. Because I I think there are no words to describe the the caliber of black woman you are. I think there are no words to describe. Uh, I think that the contributions you're making to the culture, so it would be undefined, no words. Was uh, what is it? Anything divided by zero is undefined. So undefined. Yeah. Well, thank you. Show title. Show title. We had. So I hope I hope that answers. Hope that's the good enough answer for your question. It is. Yeah. Well, let the people know how to follow you with yeah. all the good stuff and. Be sure to follow me at messinabottle.com and I am on Instagram under messinabottle and don't forget our pop-up shop this Saturday, uh, January the 19th. Where's it at? It's at 3000 Chestnut Avenue from 4 to 8 p.m. Okay. And order your bo- order your monthly subscription boxes as well. Now that's yep. online? Yep. Yeah. So you're at www.messinabottle.com like .messinabottle.com You said that already? Yep. I'm listening. It's like the hair twice. So yeah, well, you know. <laughs> so uh, anything else we gotta plug? That's it. Oh, I see a sneaker party. Yeah, that and and I got chewed out uh, last weekend by our cousin uh, Olivia for what's it? Right, right choice bookkeeping. Right choice bookkeeping. So if y'all need, was it taxes? Taxes, bookkeeping services, accounting yes. services. So uh, yeah, holler at our cousin uh, Olivia. Olivia. Uh, she she she's been doing her thing. She she got a good price for you, so uh, yeah. holla at her. She, yeah, she she she, 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 be, she better than HR and them. Yeah, she <laughs> she I think she said she had eight new clients this month. Yep, yeah, she's doing her thing. Yep, she's doing her thing. So congratulations to you, sister. Keep striving. Um, so, so she came to you with a complaint. She ain't holla at me because I was already over there. Relax. Oh, all right, all right. Now I'm not mad. I yeah, like they can come to you with complaints. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. I really, we're going to have to toast our damn water bottles. Toast or whatever. So, um, without further ado, we out of here, man. If you don't got nothing, you don't have anything nope. else. Nothing. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank Definitely. you. Thank you. And as always, love life. A lot of patience. And agua. <laughs> <laughs>